Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. Well, we've been sharing out of the book of Acts and talking about being witnesses. And, uh, you know, the book of Acts starts out with Luke writing to Theophilus. And he says, in my last book, see, he's talking about, see, Luke wrote the book of Luke and Luke wrote the book of Acts. And he said, in my last book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. You know, I think this verse is interesting because the gospels are just the beginning of all that Jesus began to do. Because what Jesus did do and had done to that point did not stop there. And it's not stopped now, believe it or not. It goes on. And when we look through Acts, we see the gospel at work. And when I was brought up, I was brought up in church and they used to say, Acts is the Acts of the Apostles. And then as time went on, you know, the talk was more, it's not really Acts of the Apostles, it's Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's Acts of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, tonight we're going to talk about a few verses in Acts, and I'll bring in some other verses. But our overarching theme for this month is about being witnesses. So verse 1, Luke It's important because it's about the development and the growth of the church, all right, and how it builds on the life and work of Jesus. And Jesus is foundational to everything. If you look at our vision, what is our vision? Discover Jesus, find life. Let's say that together. Discover Jesus, find life. What a great vision. Discover Jesus, find life. So here's what happened. Jesus died. He rose again. He came back, he made an appearance to them over 40 days, and during this time, he spoke about the kingdom of God. And then, one day, when he was eating with the apostles, he gave a command. And the command was, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Now, in Matthew, we hear that Jesus spoke about it. He says, Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. In the book of Mark, his account, we hear that Jesus spoke about it. In the book of Luke, we hear that Jesus spoke about it. In John, we hear that Jesus spoke about it. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the gift which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus actually said, it's to your advantage that I go away. This was in John. If I don't, the helper won't come. But if I go, I'll send him to you. Now, I want to read out of John 14, 16. It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Jesus said we would have a comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, somebody who would be our strength. Wait for the gift the Father promised. And they had to wait 
until they were clothed in power, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So imagine if I said to you, hey, Bo, wait. I've got a gift for you. Just wait. It's going to change your life. It's not only going to change your life, but it's going to change the lives of others. I'd imagine he'd be a little bit excited. Do you think he'd be a little bit excited? I'd imagine he might be a lot excited. Would you be a lot excited? All right? But you've got to wait. And Pastor Dylan spoke the other week on waiting, this particular verse. So I'm actually not going to spend a lot of time on it. But one of the things, points, when I was praying about this message that I felt God spoke to me was there is power in the waiting. And I think we need to be reminded of that. There's power in the waiting. You see, God wants us to be clothed in power from on high. God wants us to be filled with his Holy Spirit. God wants us to be filled with boldness and courage and strength. And it won't come from us. It won't come from us stepping out in our own strength. Right? It won't come from us stepping out impulsively. God wants us to listen to his voice. And the Bible says, and, and Mark even mentioned this scripture the other week, let him who has an ear hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You see, we all have ears. ears. I, I have kids at school and I can say stuff to them. And I expect a result. And I go, were you not listening to me? Did you not hear a single thing I said? Like, seriously. And that sometimes causes me frustration because I think, did you not hear? But, you know, the Bible says, let him who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And our walk needs to be led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. The Holy Spirit wants to guide us. The Holy Spirit wants to direct our every step. And it's often in the waiting that God speaks more clearly than ever. And it's in the waiting that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, but first they had to wait. Now, a regular challenge for me, and I don't know about you, But I ask myself sometimes, am I waiting on God? Am I spending time in his presence? These are questions I have to ask myself sometimes. Am I allowing him to fill me up? Because you see, I can't give out of emptiness. I can't give out of nothingness. I can't give out of my own reservoir. I have to be filled by the Holy Spirit if I want to live a victorious life. Is there anybody else that's with me on that one? So when we're baptised in the Holy Spirit, there's an infilling, there's an overflowing, there's an empowerment, there's an enabling, there's an equipping. And the Holy Spirit empowers us and the Holy Spirit gives us boldness. So here's a question. What are we empowered to do? We are empowered to witness. What are we empowered to do? To? What are we empowered to do? Witness. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You see, we are empowered 
to be. So that's another point that I felt, God, we are empowered to be. Sometimes we think we're empowered to do. But do you know what? We're not empowered to do. We're empowered to be. We are empowered to be. God is about empowering us to be. Have I said it enough? Have you got it? All right. God's all about being and being who we're called to be. And when we're walking in who we're called to be, that's when we can be witnesses. When we're walking in who we're called to be, that's when we can be the most effective witnesses. Now, the Bible says in Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. Now, if I was to say to you, um, I think I actually heard this Joyce Meyer in one of her devotions, but I'm going to twist it around a little bit to relate to me rather than Joyce Meyer. When we're saved, we're said to be in him, and out of being in him, we have an eternal inheritance. Now, out of this devotion, this is what I got. I'm not a biological mother to any children, right? But I am a daughter. And when I was conceived, my mum could say, so this is the illustration that I'm sort of adjusting. My mum could say that Lynn was in me, right? Or she probably wouldn't say Lynn was in me. She would have said Lynette is in me because that's my name, Lynette, right? She'd say Lynette is in me. So aspects of my appearance, personalities, things like my physical makeup, my nature temperament, I took on from my mum because I was in her. I was conceived, right? Now, Yes, my dad had a role to play in that as well, right? But then I grew up, and hopefully what I continued to do was align to the values they'd placed in me, that they'd instilled in me, right? I was brought up in a Christian home, so I had godly heritage. But I was in them, and they would hope that I would outwalk a life that was pleasing to them. Well, you see, we are in Christ We take on Christ's way of thinking. We take on Christ's way of living. We take on Christ's way of speaking. We take on Christ's way of acting. In him, we move and live and have our being. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to be, to be witnesses, to be more like Christ, to be Christ in a dying world. John 15 says, I am the, Jesus says, I am the vine, and we are encouraged to dwell in him and to abide in him. See, he's the vine, right? We are encouraged to be, abide in him, and be who he has called us to be. And there's so many bees in the Bible. Be fruitful. Be holy as I am holy. Be light. Be salt. Be love. Be a disciple. There's the be attitudes, be peacemakers, be merciful, be pure in heart, be hungry and thirsty after righteousness, be joyful, be these things and you will be witnesses. When we're saved, and um, I I don't know, whoever did that course, Purpose Driven Life from Rick Warren? Right? And one of the things he used to say was, God wants us to have a ministry in the body of Christ 
And God wants us to have a mission to the world. And he explains that ministry is our service to believers. Mission is our service to unbelievers. So what is our church mission? Is that to believers? Now that's our ministry to believers. Our mission is to unbelievers. Right? One, we're to know God, so yes, but we're to be his hands and voice helping people to discover life in Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Our mission is to know God. Because remember, we've got to know him first. To be a witness, we have to know him. A witness is someone who can declare the truth of something. If we don't know God, we can't declare the truth of God. We've got to know God to declare the truth of God. We are to know him, to be his hands and voice, helping people to discover life in Jesus. So when we get saved, God calls us to him. And then he sends us out to go for him. He calls us to him to then go out for him. The Great Commission, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. John twenty twenty one, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. You know, our mission is the continuation of Jesus' ministry on earth. You know that? Our mission is the continuation of Jesus' ministry on earth. Telling others about Christ. You know, on the news of recent times, they had... There's been controversy about drugs and accessibility to drugs to help people with sicknesses and illnesses. And people are getting frustrated because they know the drugs are out there that they need, but they can't get access to them. Who's seen that on the news? Where They're just saying, why can't we get access to it if it's available? And they're seeking that because they're in a place of hopelessness in their situation, their circumstance. And so they, they want access to these drugs that maybe have not been fully tested or, you know, they haven't been approved for Australia. And they're frustrated because of it. Imagine if I had a cure for AIDS and cancer and I had enough to cure everybody, but I chose to keep it to myself. What reaction would I get? What reaction would people have if they said, you've got the solution, why are you not sharing it with us? And it's similar in our Christian walk. We know the solution. We know the answer. We have the hope 
Why would we keep secret the way of forgiveness? Why would we keep secret the way of hope? Why would we keep secret that people can have a purpose in life, that they can have peace, that they can have eternal life? Why would we keep that secret? And I ask myself that. And I think, what urgency have I got for people to know God? We have the greatest news in the world. And sharing it is the greatest kindness we can show. And I think kindness was a word that Pastor John used this morning. Kindness. In Luke 5.31, Jesus asked Levi to follow him, and Levi did. Then he held a banquet for Jesus, and the crowd of tax collectors came. Jesus is eating with all the tax collectors, and the Pharisees complained about it. The response from Jesus was, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come to call the righteous. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know what? We need to share God's love. And this is as much my challenge as what I'm putting out there. We are empowered to be witnesses. God wants us to be. You know, and be may be a small word, but in terms of our mission, it's everything. Be. Be. Wait for power from on high. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Know that you're empowered. Be his witnesses. You know, in being witnesses, you know, one of the things I was saying, you know, what, what do you look for in a witness? Well, one, we need to be reliable. We need to speak the truth. You see, Jesus is the real truth. It's the truth that sets people free. It's the truth. At school, we were doing um, this term. We were doing a unit on report writing. We were trying to teach the kids the difference between opinion and fact. You know, no, that, no, that's opinion can't put that in there. That's opinion. Yep, that's a fact. Yes, you can have that. It's an information report. No, no, you can't have that. That's opinion. You see, people don't want our opinion. People don't actually even want our facts. Because facts is different than truth. People want the truth. Facts may appear to be truth, and there's an element where they are, but Jesus is truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. In John 1, 6 8, it says, There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. What do you think about that? 
there came a lady sent from God whose name was Lynn. She came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through her. She was not the light, but she came to testify about the light. I'm going to read it again. You're going to put your name in there. There came a lady or a man. There came a sent from God whose name was? They came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. They were not the light, but they came to testify about the light. We've come to testify about the light. You know, Pastor John spoke this morning and said a challenging statement. What do people ask when they witness my life? I think, that's, I, think I got that right. What do people ask when they witness my life? Do they ask, what must I do to be saved? You know, when I was preparing this, I was reflecting on Peter's denial of Jesus. And I was reflecting on Jesus' question to him, which said, who do you say I am? And I think, what's my response? Do I respond, you are the Christ, the son of the living God? Or are there times when I'm a little bit ashamed of the gospel? You know, there's that scripture that says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And sometimes I think, you know, I, I can say that. And other times I think, well, God, I don't know whether it's so much a shame, but I just I'm holding back a bit. You know, why am I holding back? And I ask these questions and I think, you know, why am I holding back? And I jot down a few things. What's hindrances to witnessing? Maybe it's rejection. Maybe you don't witness because you think, I don't want to be rejected. Maybe you don't witness because there's an element of doubt there yourself. You think, I know God's real. I know God can heal, but what if? What, what if? And I'm saying these things because I've had these thoughts go through my mind. Sometimes we have a preconceived idea as to what they will think of church. Can I encourage you, don't make up other people's mind for them. I've done that sometimes. I've decided maybe they're in the too hard basket for God. Oh, no, actually, they're in the too hard basket for me because I've lost a little bit of faith in what the power of God can really do in people's lives. I want to invite someone and then I think, no, they won't because they've told me they're not into church. They're not interested in church. So I don't invite them because I've made up their mind for them. Can I encourage you don't? Can I encourage you just say, you know, by your Holy Spirit, you can move. I will do my part, God, and I will invite them. If they say no, 
they're actually, they're not rejecting us, but we take it that they're rejecting us. They're not rejecting us. They're actually rejecting God. But you know, the Holy Spirit can work in their lives and the Holy Spirit can convict them because that's the role of the Holy Spirit. Our job is to be witnesses, to be his hands and voice, helping people to discover life in Jesus. You know, the other thing, there's power in our testimony. We can ask ourselves, what was life like before I met Jesus? And we can ponder on that. We go, thank you, Jesus, you've given me hope. Thank you, Jesus, you've given me purpose. What made me realize that I needed Jesus? And I I remember very clearly the day I gave my heart to Jesus. I was seven years old and I was at um, a ranger program and I was sitting there and we had this special speaker come in and just this overwhelming love of God as a child. I remember crying. I think, God, I don't know why I'm crying. God, you love me so much. God, and I realized, do you know what? That even though my parents were Christians, I had to make a decision myself. I had to make that decision. And have I had ups and downs? Yeah, I've had ups and downs. Have there times when I've struggled in my walk? Yes. Are there times I still struggle in my walk? Yes. But do you know what? I know God loves me. I know God has a plan and a purpose for my life. And I know he doesn't want me to keep it to myself. Because see, if people kept it to themselves, where would I be today? I'm here today because people shared the love of God. People spoke about God's love. And then I asked, What difference has Jesus made in my life? And part of the answer to that and the testament of that is things that I can share with people because it's my experience with what God's done. And I've shared this illustration once before about how we had a young guy in the youth group who wanted to go skydiving. And he used to go and say, oh, let's get a group together and go skydiving. Do you want to go skydiving? Wouldn't you like to go skydiving? And he came to me and he says, you've got to go skydiving. It's amazing. Wouldn't you like to go? And I said to him, yeah, I think I'd like that. I hadn't done it before, so I didn't really know. But I thought it might be good to try. And I went skydiving and loved it. Guess what? You've got to go skydiving. You've got to go skydiving. It's amazing experience. You've got to go. It's wonderful. You've got to try it. I went from, don't know about it, maybe that might be all right, to this is amazing. What can God do in our life? What can God do in people's lives that don't know about him? But then we invite them. 
or we share something of our testimony and we say, you should give God a try. Maybe, don't know. But I can guarantee when people do, they'll be radically transformed. They will just be excited. Will they have an easy life? And you know what? We don't promise them that. We don't say, come to Jesus and all your problems are solved. But we do say he cares about you. He loves you. He's interested in where you're at. He wants the best for your life. He can breathe life into that situation. We can stand with you in prayer. God loves you. He is there with you. See, I hear about people's circumstances sometimes and I go, I don't know how on earth they cope without God. And I'm challenged if I go away after and I don't tell them about God. God wants us to be his witnesses. Acts 20, 24 says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. A guy called William James says, the best use of life is to spend it for something that outlasts it. Do you know what? We have hope for eternity. We have hope for eternity. And I'm going to, just in closing, I, I just want to just bring out another point. And can you put up, please, the slide, Acts 1, 15? And I'm just going to go through a few scriptures. And I want to ask you, what do you notice in these scriptures? In those days, Peter stood up among the believers a group numbering about 120, okay? So the group is numbering about 120. I'll bring that point out. Uh, next one. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. These are all out of Acts. Next one. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraging, encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. The word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. I consider my life worth nothing to me. 
my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. You see, Acts, in a sense, was an unstoppable church because they witnessed. What did you notice? It grew. It grew. It grew. It multiplied. It grew because people testified. We need to testify to the goodness of God. Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Centre's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.